You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Happy League New Year. Happy League New Year. Happy League New Year. Is is Alex Madison worth getting the flag? You've got the flag. You guys I, tell I think me. Alex Madison. It's, it's blowing in the wind right now. You he's tell me back. You tell me if he's back. It's up to you. <laughs> it's up to the cabinet. It's up to all those fine people. There it is. It's a two-year deal for $7 million. $3.5 million average annual value. We're going to discuss what does it mean. It's interesting. Alex Madison, career low in carries last year, had a chance to go and test the free agency market. Maybe he did. I don't know. Seems like a hefty price for a backup running back, though. When you got Ty Chandler coming in, what could it mean? I don't know what you're getting at. Oh, we'll talk about it. We got a random Viking of the week here. After a week hiatus last week, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Thank you for helping this show multiple times in 2022 chart as a top 10 national football podcast on the Apple charts. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget. Any, in fact, I got to turn my TCL TV on here in the old office. Uh, hoops. Well, some hoops starting here. I got some hoops. So, yep. TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, always stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. And they even have a Netflix button on the remote. Look at that. A Hulu oh, button. A, this is nice. Oh, yeah. You just hit yeah. Netflix and watch uh, yeah, and... Watch that. There's the there's a new, uh, the, the Malaysia flight that just disappeared. There's like a three-part docuseries that old Macadac and his wife. Oh, really? Dive into. Oh, I got to watch that. Mm-hmm. I got to watch that. So, uh, okay. Alex Madison, he's back. Two years, seven million dollars. What does this mean? What? And maybe by the time uh, you know we get done blabbing about this, maybe this is where we're at with these recordings. It's like there could be Dalvin Cook news five minutes into this episode. You so. guys, were, why are you guys talking about something that that happened? It's over. Um, this mean this in- indicates to me a few things. One is you know to go back through what appears to be the timeline. I think the Vikings have been actively and aggressively trying to trade Dalvin Cook. I also think that the offers, as we've discussed, are probably sixth or seventh round picks. The Vikings balked at that. Uh, They wanted Madison back, but to your point, Phil, I don't think there's any way he was going to return on a two-year contract and and be told, hey, you know what you just got done doing, playing a largely a backup role? Well, we're going with that. Then in the meantime, yesterday, before the Madison signing was announced, Zeke Elliott was just flat out released by Dallas. Yeah. So they couldn't get a thing for him. So it's my it's my professional opinion that the running back market yesterday was really, really set. Um, I think the Vikings are going to aggressively try and trade Cook for a, a late-round pick, not release him just because they get more cap relief if he's traded actually right now, pre-June 1st. 
than if he's jettisoned, released, I should say. So um, I think this means that going into training camp, your running back depth chart will be Madison, Ty Chandler, perhaps a slappy. Uh, Dalvin Cook will be elsewhere. And you know what? As far as what the Vikings are doing, it fits in perfectly. Yeah, we kind of so we did a scoop session. If you're looking for some of the latest on Harrison Smith, there's a, a scoop session on Mackie and Judd with Doogie. You can find, and one of the things we talked about is if you if you start to look at the last the big picture of the last ten days, what have the Vikings been doing? They've been swapping out players who are 29 or older for players that are 26 and younger. That's that's really the crux of of what they're doing here. Um, they so Eric Hendricks. Adam Thielen, Patrick Peterson, all over the age of 30. Dalvin Tomlinson, 29. They wanted him back, but they were also like, eh, he's 29. We're not gonna, we're not gonna give him 27 and a half million guaranteed. He's a good player, not a great player. So they say goodbye to all those guys, 29 and over. They're probably gonna say goodbye to Zadarius, who's in his 30s. Harrison, it sounds like, according to Dukes, they'd love to have him back as like one of the lone veteran, uh, you know, 30 year olds, 34 year olds. But it's just about the price point. So, the, But they're saying goodbye to all those guys, and they're bringing in 25-year-old Josh Oliver, 26-year-old Marcus Davenport, 25-year-old Byron Murphy. They're bringing back 26-year-old Garrett Bradbury, 25-year-old Alex Madison. If you swapped out a 28-year-old Dalvin Cook for a 25-year-old Alex Madison for your starting spot and then put a, what, a 22-year-old, 23, I guess, year-old Ty Chandler in, that would seem to fit with the entire story of the last two weeks in personnel moves. And what, what this does too is all of these contracts for the most part are two and three year contracts. So you're not like tying yourself up for five years. There's no problem here. You're not going to be on the hook for extended periods of dead salary cap. If that sounds familiar now, because that's, there's no doubt that's what Quazy and Brzezinski are probably trying to clear up as well. So I think that, yes, I think it makes perfect sense. Bringing Harrison Smith back at a reduced salary makes a lot of sense because he's the one guy that I think could actually help them still. Agreed. You know, as far as Cook goes, it, it's been a nice run, but he's getting right by that cliff. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, his I think he averaged something like 4.3 or 4.4 yards per carry in 2022. That was a career low. So, like, all of these moves make a lot of sense as far as the structure goes. I love the contract terms. I love the fact that they're not going with contracts that are going to, uh, in in four years, the players still sign, but the production is down, so you got to cut them and take the cap hit. This really does seem to be a behind-the-scenes cleaning up. Like, this really feels like, in, in addition to trying to remain competitive, and guess what, too? This is preparing for Wave 2, and Wave 2 is Justin Jefferson's extension, TJ Hawkinson, Daniil Hunter, something has to be done there. So, like, there, there's a long play here. The, the only thing I don't love is so much of Kirk's cap being pushed into 24. But besides that, this has really been a Saturday afternoon in the spring sweeping the garage. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, as, as Delvin is potentially being swept out, we'll, we'll see. Um if they were to cut him pre-June 1st cut, it would save the Vikings $6 million to the 2023 cap, but they'd be eating 8.2 in dead cap. They're already eating like 25 or 30 million in dead cap between Thielen and some other guys. So they're, it, they just seem very willing, except you know, with the Kirk thing, they decided, all right, let's take a chunk of this, put it into next year. 
Um, but I'm sure there's a grand plan for how much they want dead cap eaten up this year versus next year. Trading Dalvin actually flips that. If you could even just get a sixth or a seventh round pick for him, you would save about $8 million in cap space. You'd only eat about six. But you kind of brought this up, too. The running back market is moving fast. There's a musical chairs game happening here. And some of the teams we were looking at a few weeks ago, like who might be interested in Dalvin? Well, the Dolphins, right? The Dolphins don't have any running backs under contract. They're all free agents. Well, they brought back Raheem Mostert. They brought back Jeff Wilson. So they're probably out. Could the Bills still be interested? Um, I don't know. Doogie floated the Jaguars as an option. Falcons but now that too. Falcons is an option. Floated the Falcons as well, yep. There's a few remaining solid sort of platoon running backs in free agency, but now Zeke Elliott is available. Austin Eckler is available via trade, and he and he's a younger, maybe even better version of Dalvin Cook at this point. So, yeah, I think it's it's a pipe dream if if they're looking to get a. I mean, they're not going to get a first round pick. They they might not even get a day two pick, but if they could get like a sixth round pick, be done with the contract beyond eating some dead cap in 2023, get cheaper. That's the other thing. Quasi is is trying to reset positional spending here. Yep. Okay, linebackers, we're right. no longer going to be paying Eric Kendricks tight money. They paid like 20 plus million dollars to linebackers last year. He's saying Kendricks gone, Jordan Hicks pay cut, Asamoah in as a starter, less money on linebackers. They're trying to spend less money on safeties. Harrison, if you want to stick around, we'd love to have you. It's got to be for less, and we're going to strip away the rest of your contract after 2023, probably, right? I would be shocked if they gave Alex Madison a raise only for him to still be an expensive backup running back to an expensive starter, right? It doesn't make sense with what they're doing. Well, and, you know, if you look at the two-year contract that Madison got, first of all, I think a good portion of it is guaranteed. But the second thing is, as a starting running back's contract, it's a good deal. So, like, that's the thing is, you know, in his prime, Adrian Peterson deserved what he got. But the Vikings sort of, at that point in time, it feels like, into Dalvin Cook, have never really corrected that. Like, the position has changed. The priorities have changed there. But, you know, and Dalvin certainly is not breaking the bank like Peterson was right before he got let go, Phil. But he is still being paid a lot. To me, what they did with Madison is if he is your uh, bell cow or he is your starting back with Ty Chandler next year, all of a sudden the salary slots make a lot of sense. Like yes. I, I don't object one bit there. And that's a great point. Like the Vikings. Thank you. <laughs> the way crazy works. You're welcome. The way, the way that crazy in this front office now are going to work. There was a lot of correction to be done on position. So forget the players. Like that's a, that's the big thing. You know, Again, I'll go back to it, and I don't know if this is a Spielman thing or what, but the game evolved, and the Vikings didn't really evolve in how they paid certain positions. No, it was amazing. Think about how how often the last you know fifteen years the Vikings have had one of the highest paid running backs, one of the highest paid safeties, one of the highest paid linebackers, Greenway into Kendricks, and those are good players, but it just those are technically non premium positions in today's NFL. And it just it makes it harder when you have a non-elite quarterback making Kirk has had a and I know people who watch this show and listen, they're aware of this conversation, but Kirk has had a top three cap hit in three of the last four years. Now his cap hit this year's actually is going to be about the lowest he's ranked since he signed. Well, yeah. Of course they're shoving 
they're almost thirty million into next year. Um, yes. But when you have a non-elite quarterback making top three cap hit money, when you have non-elite or non-premium positions that are highly paid, linebacker, safety, running back, it makes it way, way harder to have great players in the most important spots, right? To have the great left tackle, right tackle, two edge rushers. They actually did pretty, think about like all those constraints, and they still had two relatively amazing edge rushers and two of the best tackles on offense and maybe the best wide receiver. So the roster construction, this is why the we can nitpick here and there for years and years, but this is why the Vikings, the old front office, the new front office, they're always competitive because they're always, even when they're making some mistakes in positional spending or overpaying for a quarterback here or there um, or whiffing on some draft picks even, like they still find a way to put competency on the football field. The thing that they did too that I think is is so instructive. So like, I think the big um, the big controversy or conversation is is the cap fake or not? And we on the show have said for a long time it's not fake. Uh, it will come to bite you eventually. But just to have an, an idea to backtrack on because I, I saw some tweets filled to you about what percentage of the cap for 2023 Kirk is going to take, and now now it proves that Kirk can win a Super Bowl because his cap hit is down. Yeah, well the but, roster's in transition now. So well, <laughs> but just but just to put it into perspective, what that cap hit meant at 36 before it was reduced a couple days ago by $16 million. The Vikings went into three o'clock on Wednesday. They signed, they signed a couple of their their own guys. More importantly, they signed what three guys from the outside. Okay. They were cap compliant and they didn't have to cut Harrison Smith yet. Zadarius Dalvin Kirk's contract. So when you take 16, million dollars which in sports terms probably sounds like a pittance but it's not against the salary cap the vikings were able to get cap compliant with that one move so like when you're like well kirk's contract's not that bad okay you're shoving it around i get that and that's why uh fans will say it's fake but the reality is if you look at what the vikings did by three o'clock on wednesday they were able to do almost all of that with one move on one guy's contract. Mm-hmm. Like that shows the power of the cap and how you can't say it's fake because you got that down by 16 and now you can make all those moves. Yep. But because of how much he played hardball for years and years and because of just how bloated the contracts were. Yes. Awesome. They took a huge chunk out of this year's and now it's, and now he's no longer going to have the third highest cap in the NFL. But when he's potentially gone next season, he's going to be the highest paid player right. to your cap in 2024. Because no matter what, you got to put that money somewhere. So here's another question for you guys before we get into some uh, some other stuff here. How good is Alex Madison? I think we've all kind of, he's always just been like the the mini-me to Dalvin Cook, right? They And how many play-by-play guys on Fox and CBS get them confused because they both have dreadlocks and a single-digit number and like they both... <laughs> from a distance, kind of look like the same in a football helmet and pads. Like, he's been the mini-me to Dalvin Cook. You can just kind of plug Alex Madison in, and you don't really miss a beat, right? Well, he's only averaged 3.7 yards a carry the last couple seasons. Just something to consider. That's not very good. Out of uh, 62 qualified running backs, he's one of the lowest-graded receiver running backs in the NFL, like bottom five last year receiving grade according to Pro Football Focus. Now, I will say, out of out of those 62 qualified running backs, Madison graded 40th, which is not very good. But he was ahead of Dalvin, who graded 47th. Yeah, which surprised me. 
but volume of usage, like the back of the football card stats, he still puts up the 1,200, whatever it was, yards, still gets some touchdowns because you're still pounding it to him. Right. But overall, the running game was not great. Some of it was offensive line. Some of it was Dalvin just not being as good as he was three or four years ago. Um, I So I guess I will say my only hesitation here is of all the options of sort of like platoon caliber running backs and even having Ty Chandler on your roster, I don't know that Madison is as good as some people assume he is. But maybe if he was given, all right, here's your role. You're going to be the guy. It's going to be, you're going to split with Ty Chandler, but this is going to be your job. You know, maybe the best version of him comes out. And the good news, too, is if he's not that good, he's still making only three and a half million. He's not making $14 million. And it's yes. And it's two years. So I, I think the question on this position now, though, is less about are you good and it's are you able to do certain things to a standpoint that is acceptable. One, pass protection. Can you pass protect? Because that's huge now. Like, that's the thing that did not used to be, it was always sort of important. Now it's super important because it's the amount of passing the teams like the Vikings are going to do. Um, I also think that this gives him the perfect opportunity to prove himself. Hopefully the line improves as well. Uh, But, you know, Ty Chandler's important here too. That's the other thing. I don't want to see, I mean, this whole bell, bell cow thing, this is our guy. With running backs, it's not necessary. It's absolutely not necessary. If you got two, use two. If you got three, use two and a half. So, you know, unlike uh, certain positions where it's like, this guy is a downgrade. I think in this case, they're fine. And there is no avoiding the cliff that Dalvin is going for right now. Like the one thing that Madison has going for him, and ordinarily I I sort of scoff at this, but in this case I don't, is, you know, his usage since being drafted has been limited, so he's going to have a couple years of decent gas in the tank. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's, kind of like the Chester Taylor a little bit, right? That's what I was thinking too. You know, when you look at Cook, he is going for that cliff, and there's no avoiding it. I mean, Guys think, like Peterson, I'm going to play forever. It's like, no, you're not. Is he so, going to announce his retirement, or is he going to announce USFL? I'm hoping XFL or, or well, XFL will be, USFL. will be over. That's true. I'm hoping USFL, because I believe then I get a point and write that down. Of course. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, this actually, I think you said XFL and write that oh, down. Oh, did I? I might have. I might have. That would but be, anyway. Dude, that would be a terrible beat if, actually, if he no, wound up you know with what? the other That league. was a long time ago. Um, I'm fine with it. I've accepted my fate there. But anyway, I don't think the Madison thing has to be a conversation about is he's not as good as Delvin was in his prime. That's a position I would prefer to have a guy that can pass protect, a guy that can do his job, doesn't have to be great. And just as importantly, a guy who comfortably fits in financially. And, And to your point about not as good as Delvin in his prime, if you look at the list of Super Bowl winning teams the last like 10, 12, 15 years, most of them have running backs that are not as good as Dalvin Cook in his prime. But they make less money, they do their job, they pass protect, they can get out and catch a pass on third down or whatever. Yeah, and I then mean, they get cut. They're they're serviceable. Yeah. I think the only thing I don't like is they're the gone. fact you're you're paying now two running backs a large portion of money, which is the thing that I am a little baffled by. I think I think Alexander Madison can be a starting back for sure, but you're now paying Dalvin Cook, you're paying Alexander Madison. I think the spending wise doesn't make sense. By the way, I got to go. Uh-oh. I got to go. Oh, no. I got to go. I was just going to pop off, but I didn't want people to panic. 
and I kind of like the running bit that I have on this now. Okay. So I feel wow. like it's now. Is this a bit. like a like? What yeah, it, I, not, I don't want to keep you any longer than everyone's here, but is this something you ate last night or what? It's what uh, we, I, it's. I think we were talking off mic about the medicine. I, I, how much uh, Declan here oh. for Nyquil versus Mucinex? Um, that medicine just goes right through old decks. Also, do you have drainage? Because drainage, oh, yeah. like that post-nasal oh, drip. Yes, there's a, there's a lot turn, of drainage. That'll turn your stomach. On top yeah. of the espresso like that I had today, it's weird. It's like my body is like, what are you doing to me, dude? So, mm. All right. Okay. I want to be at be the, full strength. This could be the bug that I had. I yeah. had a, like a two-day bug here. I want to be appetizer at, madness at Hubbard Radio, yes. and I am sad to miss on Ross's like Jello Snickers. There's app madness. Appetizer. We got random Viking the week. I can't be, you know, at white knuckling my way through the, the last 15 minutes. Per oh, day, so. I urge you to stay then. And yeah. Do, oh, do yeah. Exactly just, to, just to suffer. Just to suffer. All right. I'll be right No, back. so All I right. can probably win very easily then. We'll All save right. the, we'll save, we'll save the random Viking of the week. All right. So what, <laughs> where were we again? Oh, but, but I think Cook's gone to Dex's point. Like, I don't think Dalvin, I don't think they're going to pay both of them. Yeah. Well, I guess like, uh, and I, I would ask him uh, to clarify here, but even if Cook is gone, they're still going to be devoting six or eight million dollars in dead cap to cook this season so they'd still be paying their running backs like 11 million dollars or whatever yeah so even if cook is not here but they'll get some savings i i have a i don't have a problem with this strategy i mean some of this you know phil some of this is going to be painful financially i mean yes feeling salary make it it painful yes which is why the kirk thing sort of bugs me a little bit because I'm all for all of the pain washing over me in 2023. Yeah, <laughs> just yes, get rip, rip just it off, rip it all off. And then get there's the there's the how good is Ty Chandler discussion, which we don't we don't really know. All we can kind of you know, we saw him, I don't know, ten carries in the preseason or whatever, and he was kind of injured. Let's find out. We've yeah. barely seen him, but he he did run a four three eight forty at the combine a year ago. A four three eight forty. Mm-hmm. He ran for a thousand yards at six yards per carry his last year at North Carolina, so there's just there's some potential there, and I'd love to see. To me, this is another just reason why you go with Madison and Chandler. What what's the point of drafting Chandler if you're going to re-sign Madison to be an expensive backup to Delvin you're Cook, not. who you're going to keep, right? It, that would make no sense unless you just you've seen enough of Chandler in practice behind the scenes to oh he's a train wreck and we can't put him in there, which he's a running back. Put if. All you have to do is pick up blitzes, catch the ball once in a while, and uh, follow your uh, follow your keys on the run plays. Okay? 2000, 2023, it's imperative that you find out about your 2022 draft class. Yes. I'm not done with this draft class yet. Like, I no, know they didn't we, we contribute. We know anything about them. They should have done. I would have liked to seen guys get a bit more playing time, but I'm not done with this yet. And I think that one thing that you need to be – dedicated to absolutely is playing these guys hopefully they don't get hurt again yeah but um i think you know unless that entire draft class just stunk which is entirely possible but let's say it doesn't i i would have really liked to seen guys get more playing time last season and with what you're doing now it makes no sense not to play them now i have a list by the way i've just been trying to keep tabs here Based on the move so far, your current offensive and defensive starters, if the season were to start right now, let me let's go let's go through these and just kind of get a gauge on. This is not complete by any means because they still have room to sign. They're obviously going to they have a first round draft pick. They might get more draft capital, but as of right now, sure, your current offensive starters are Kirk Cousins, 
mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne. I'm going to say Alex Madison is your starting running back right now. I agree. I think I think that move yesterday, as we talked about, so we'll say Alex Madison slash Ty Chandler okay. slash Kane Wangwu, kind of. Uh, if you run 12 personnel, your tight ends would be TJ Hawkinson, Josh Oliver, mm-hmm. one of the best run-blocking tight ends in the league. Mm-hmm. And then the same offensive line as of right now, Derisaw, Cleveland, Bradbury, Ingram, O'Neal. Mm-hmm. That's your offense right now. And I, so I, I think that the only, so the only place that I would say that I think there's going to be a replacement at right now, probably Osborne comes out, somebody else goes in, but all of that being said, I am pretty damn comfortable with that. Like if that's your offense, I'm pretty comfortable right now. And I, and I think it'll be much improved as far as consistency of scoring goes. Um, but there's nothing about that where I'm like, oh, that's a real weak spot. Assuming Bradbury can play like Bradbury did from, you know, besides being hurt, because that was a weak spot previously. I think your tackles are good. Ingram should take a step. That's a problem if he does not. But do you look at that and say, oh, boy, I I I say, you know what? I see improvement possible, too. I need um, I need my second round right guard to take a huge step forward, or have a backup that can step right in after the first month. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that dance again for a full season. Mm-hmm. And I need a I need a better number two than KJ KJ Osborne yes. is a really good number three wide receiver. I yeah. I think people get a little too you know excited about well then they, oh well they can be a number two. Some, sometimes you're just meant to be a good number three wide receiver. You know, what about Jarius Wright? What if he... No, he's a number three wide receiver. K.J. Osborne's a number three wide receiver. I think the number two receiver is TBD. Besides that, I think the entire list that you just w- went through is probably as set as it can possibly be. There could be replacements, but I I don't think there's anywhere else that the Vikings are itching to for more for more um, starting caliber. Depth, Cur- yes, not starting caliber. Current defensive starters as of right now. And I've got I've got twelve of them because I'll get you like three cornerbacks when they're playing nickel, and we'll get you two linebackers and base. So the three defensive linemen, the down linemen. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. As of right now, I think it's Harrison Phillips, it's Tonga, and it's Wanham. I think, and then your edges slash OLBs would be Daniil Hunter, Marcus Davenport, and then your inside linebackers are Jordan Hicks, Brian Asamoah. Cornerbacks are Byron Murphy, Andrew Booth Jr., or Caleb Evans. Yeah, and your safeties are Harrison Smith, Lewis Seen, as of right now. A lot more uncertain there, right? First of all, um, Harrison Phillips, definitely. I think Wanham, I think one of those two who would who right now you have replacing Tomlinson probably is replaced by either a signing or a draft pick. Yeah. Likely. Not for sure, but likely. The cornerbacks, that is a yourself a great point because it's it's murphy but i don't know if he's gonna play inside or outside and keep in mind the inside's incredibly important so so you can't just like you can't just be like that's the inside slot no that's a tough place i think andrew booth jr provided he's healthy and my god i hope he is finally is gonna get a chance caleb evans scares me because he had three concussions Mm -hmm. so like what's the health there so you've got to add depth potentially at least a comfortable starting caliber depth there and the safeties 
if Harrison Smith comes back, I'm assuming Seen gets a chance, but I'm not absolutely positive. So I think, I think offensively, I think the number two receiver is not here yet. Other than that, I think they're probably pretty set. I kind of like this, man. Defensively, it's, I think there's room for change. It's definitely not a Super Bowl roster on paper right now, but I kind of love what they're doing here, especially if you can, if you were to sign a DJ Chark or draft one of these receivers, a Zay Flowers or somebody in the first round, and then it, it would it would be nice, and this is the the price you pay for whiffing on draft picks and then having to trade draft picks for guys like Hawkinson. If they had a second-round pick, I think you'd feel a lot better about, okay, okay, you get one more free agent signing here, and then you draft a defensive tackle in the first round, and then you find this in the second round. Um, but, but then again, on the defensive side, it can't get a lot worse than it was last year. So right. just just getting younger and, and getting better schematically with Brian Flores is going to make up for some of these sort of, I don't know about, we don't know, Brian Asamoah has never really played at a but starter level chance. before. Yeah, but but that's the that's the chance that you need to take. He could be really good. At least find out, right? Yeah. Lu- Seen, at least find out. If he stinks, that's your fault and you'll get ripped. But at least find out on guys. Like that was the so that was what was so frustrating to me last year is these like lifetime tickets to just continue to start. It's like you don't get that. This is pro sports. So like let's find out. And and with the group of young players now. This is the plan. Like, this is the plan, for better or for worse, that I think we all wanted to see, which is turn over the roster, bring in young, faster talent, and find out. Because some of them you're going to hit on, and the sooner that you find out who can play and who can't, the better. Yes. Hey, we're going we're gonna to debut something new here today, something, something that we partially debuted at the end of 2022. But we want to pay homage to those of you in the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet. Today, we honor our first-ever Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet Employee of the Week, Eric, the CEO of the Dalvin Cook Fan Club. I believe it's pronounced Eric Dolhan. He is the official CEO of the Dalvin Cook Fan Club. He's been a Vikings fan since 2017, which basically aligns with Dalvin's career. Uh, In fact, I I feel like we had Eric on one time on uh, Write That Down, and he's a I think he's a Florida guy. Yes. And so That's he right. became a Vikings fan through through Dalvin Cook, who played at Florida State. Uh, the first time the Vikings ever ripped his heart out was the 2017 NFC Championship game versus the Eagles. I'm a lifelong Floridian with over 20 years of management, sales, and legal experience working for large companies. Uh, I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts and a Master of Business Administration, and he's Jeez. a huge Dalvin Cook fan. So congratulations. Nice work. To Eric, the CEO of the Dalvin Cook Fan Club, great work in our Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet. If you want to submit your resume to be part of the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet, you can go to scorenorth.com slash cabinet. That's S-K-O-R north.com slash cabinet. You can send in your resume, and we will uh, we will potentially approve you as one of the leaders here of Purple Daily. And think about all, all the opportunities now to be, be the official person of a, a new player, Byron Murphy fan club. Who's oh, going to head that, right? Huh? I think, uh, Brian I, Asamoah fan club, Alexander Madison fan club. I think you're, you're onto something here. I think the, I think actually the, 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 the Josh Oliver fan club, if you just like meat and potatoes, Blocking. trenches, yes. tight ends, the Absolutely. Josh Oliver fan club. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
By the way, put that back up if, if you could for a, a second, Dex. The Norse man is really pissed off. Like, look at that. <laughs> Our guy is like that guy is really mad at life. He's like, not, look at well, that. yeah, he's mad because the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. He's like, but I mean, I like the, I like it because he doesn't look happy. He doesn't look satisfied. He looks really like he's going to jump through the screen. It was one of one of many available graphics. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, Viking. Our, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying I like it. I approve. We do have a premium great. subscription on our graphics site too, so we can. The Score North <laughs> graphics department is more on point than you give us credit for. I didn't it's a pre. It's like fifteen bucks a month. Yes. It's premium, it's worth it. <laughs> Does the company approve of this, or are are, are they? I think I, I th- pretty sure I'm just paying for this. I they would approve of it, but I have I'm. Oh, you're paying out of I'm, pocket. Sometimes I'm lazy with expenses like that, where yeah. it's like, all right. Also, like, like you know, in the event of our untimely departure, we get to keep it because you're paying for it. You know what I mean? Well, but you could just you could just. Right, but you, but if the company was great, yeah, you can just resubscribe paying. with your own email address. Well, I'm just saying, email, like, but if but if you lose some of that, like Declan, what happens? Let's if, let Declan think yeah. he's outsmarting the system yeah. here. Well, just you know, Judd's cell. <laughs> you know what's, what? What's Judd going to do with this cell phone if he gets laid off? He has to get his own cell phone plan. You know what's funny, Dex? <laughs> Untimely departure to you means something totally different than it does to me. That's true. <laughs> You're talking about death. I'm talking about I'm talking about cremation. Which, by the way, if you would like to sponsor us for a cremation society thing, Judd Zolged would be glad to <laughs> endorse you. Uh, we do have over right now, uh, again, at scorenorth.com. Actually, if you open the Scornorth app, it's our annual Scornorth Pick Your Prize contest. So we have, I believe it's 10 different $10,000 value prize packs. You can enter once per day through March 30th. Again, open the Scornorth app. Go to Listener Rewards. If you don't get prompted uh, with a pop-up, you can go to Listener Rewards, and you can enter the Scornorth Pick Your Prize Contest. This is going to be good for Judd. One of these, so someone's going to win at the end of the month here. There's a $10,000 gift card to Cub Foods, which sounds very appealing to me. You mean I can just like $10,000 in a... Oh, are you kidding? $10,000 Minnesota shower and bath remodel. Gift card available. There's ten thousand uh, dollars value for a LASIK procedure in a Delta Delta Vacations gift card. You get that LASIK instead of wearing contacts and four pairs of glasses. Um, patio Town, all sorts of great. So check it out. The Scornorth app. It's the Pick Your Prize contest, and someone's going to win a ten thousand dollar prize pack of their choosing. Uh, and a shout out as well to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Judd has. Two pairs, pairs of glasses. I was putting more pairs of glasses on, on to yeah. see if it, it, yeah, it's not good. It actually, eyes. it's too strong. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Way too strong. Now you I'm just in did permanent damage yeah. there. Yeah, actually. my late mom is going to be very upset that I clowned around and did that. Federated's been around for over a hundred years, helping business owners navigate uh, the sometimes choppy waters of running a business, sometimes smooth waters. But it's great to have that guiding hand looking out on the horizon, like a great offensive line protecting you, the quarterback of your business. Federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries they specialize in. And uh, at Federated, remember, it's our business to protect yours. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports 
and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Okay, boys, let's talk real quick before we get to the random Viking of the week. I was glued to the Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee thing yesterday. And by the way, Pat McAfee helping to pave the way along with Score North uh, for uh, entertaining sports YouTube content. They had 500,000 concurrent viewers at the peak of that Aaron Rodgers ramble fest yesterday. 500,000 people watching Good for McAfee, once. man. More power to him. Here's my question for you guys. There's a million things off of this. Like, Aaron is just, he's, he's a narcissistic sociopath was my biggest takeaway. But has anyone ever frontally gone after top sports media insiders? The wo- Like, has anyone gone after Woj publicly the way that Aaron went after, by name, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, and poor Diana Rossini? Well, that was incredible. Well, in di- in different eras, in different ways before social media existed, yes. In the way that he did, probably not. A-Rod, when he was lying, I know, I'm shocked by that, <laughs> about his steroid use, went after the media. Um, but I don't remember him naming names. Yeah. I don't remember. now. Now, back in the day, you know, in the 70s, um, Dave Kingman once sent a, a dead rat in a shoebox to a, a female baseball reporter because he mm. didn't think that she belonged. And so, like, there have been things where, where we've definitely had confrontations. But as far as what Rogers did through social media or through YouTube, I don't, I can't think. Of- this was like an ultimate pulling back of the curtain and breaking the fourth wall and that Adam Schefter has become this figurehead the last decade for he is the single biggest breaking news NFL guy the biggest league in the world it's a 15 billion dollar entity and he is at the center of it with 16 different phones connected to everything right and you just kind of assume that and you don't really know how he does it I mean he's obviously when when you have as much information as he has he's just as valuable to some of the people that he talks to that's like when you get on Adam Schefter's level you're helping the Eagles by giving them information about 10 other teams as much as the Eagles are helping you. So you just assume he's now part of the information ecosystem. He's the first guy that people call and talk to. And you assume that he's probably got great relationships with most of the top players because he never criticizes. He's very careful. But we used to have him as a daily guest on Royce and Mackie like 12 years ago. And you'd ask him his opinion on things. He'd never give you an opinion because he never wanted someone's agent or a player to come back and say, you said that about my guy. Are his currency. Yep. He's in the information exchange industry. Agents. And, but Rogers is so I think Aaron is very, very upset at, at sort of the world of football, right? And or he just knows the world in general. The world. He's alienated and yeah, burned bridges true. with everyone in his life. Absolutely. And so he knows that Schefter gets his information from the league, agents, people that are plugged in. Like it's, you know, it's no mistake that. ESPN pays billions of dollars to show games, and then a guy who works for them happens to get a ton of scoops in exchange for not saying how he feels. Mm-hmm. So I think Aaron, when when he pulls these stunts, is taking his his anger out on Schefter and Rusini, but he's mad at ESPN. He's mad at Fox. He's mad at the he's mad at the fact he can't, to your point, Phil, control things. Right? Like, like which is so. Uh, think about how, dude. You're a forty year old man. You're how exhausting would that? Could you imagine? You wonder why he doesn't have kids or a long-term relationship, and all not to get super personal on him, but it's like, dude, you're literally losing sleep over what 
Adam Shep and Diana Rossini's report was accurate. Yeah, she and now maybe she char- she characterized it as a wish list, and th- I think that's what offended Aaron. No demand. No, she said demands, and he did. Said she it, say demand? I don't think she said demand. They, did she? they reported it as as he basically gave, gave them a list of demands, and he said, "Did I talk about teammates?" But yeah, you're you're right. She it's split, semantics, though. He split he, he wants the Jets to sign Alan Lazard. Yeah, which is did. fine. Which no one would disagree with. Yeah, he's a good player. But he takes it unnecessarily personally, and and then you wonder like, well, why do his te- why did why did his teams only win one Super Bowl in fifteen years? Because half of his teammates probably hated him. And his, can you imagine what the converse? Not that the Packers have handled this perfectly, but can you imagine being in the Packers front office while you sit there and listen to this complete BS narrative well, that how about I went saying, into the darkness, I was going to retire ninety percent, yeah. then I came out of the darkness and something changed. Like you know what? Come on, it, guy. It's like he made. A commitment to himself, or there's a bet um, that he's got where he said years ago, not only not only am I going to, in my mind, be better than Brett Favre, but I'm going to top him, antics wise. Then he's got then he then he's got he's got one last thing that he needs to do. I him. know that's what I, I I actually gave that some thought. As stupid he's, as that sounds, and I do believe one last and, and I do play. believe the team that he would have that last step with would say no, thank you. But think about it for a second. It, it aligns with and the contract. Did, did you know? I mean, I I took it very. I thought it was very interesting that Aaron Rodgers basically said, "I am arguably the best player in Packer franchise history, and I'm definitely the longest term." Like, it was almost like he's proving something to Brett. Like, I'm a bigger badass than you were. It's a weird... Dude, how weird is this that everything is unfolding with him pulling the same... It is, man. It's super weird. And I I agree with you. He's a narcissist. Strikes me as a bad guy. But it is... Like, when he's literally... When he says, I am arguably the best player in franchise history. It's like okay, dude. What are you who's, trying to prove? Who's questioning that? That's like who is who? who when he says that, Brett Favre is. Who I'm is sure. his, who's his audience? That's what when I'm he saying. Says that. I think it's Favre. I think he's questioning. I think I think that because Favre also Favre's smarter at playing the Oshucks game, but Favre is equally as manipulative as I, I think Favre comes off as a better guy. I think it's debatable that, or I think he might not be. Certainly with some of the things that have come to light, right? But when he's saying that to me, that is saying it directly to Brett Favre. You know, it's, you guys ever seen those Amityville movies from the 70s and 80s, those scary haunted house movies, yeah. the Amityville horror? Yeah. And there's like eight of them. And the, the original premise, and it's centered around a true story, apparently, that some, some father like murdered his whole family and the house became haunted. And everyone that moves into the house, you come in and your family's all happy and you're yep. normal and great. And, yep. and by the end, you're just you're you're crazy. You're a psychopath, or like like The Shining or something. Where at the end of your stay in this deserted hotel, you're just you're crazy. I feel like that's what Green Bay is for quarterbacks. You know, yes. Brett Favre comes in fresh faced, yes. all happy, and by the end, he's like, "I gotta get out of here." It's the ghost I of Packer. Gotta, Pat- yeah. It's the ghost of Curly Lambo. <laughs> that I love that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was a fairly you know, I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and and remember like two thousand six, oh, seven, eight. But like fresh faced and you Will know, like me super laid back, guy. cool dude, right? Jason said he was the greatest guy, and now he's like he's just mad at everything, and he's got to take. And you know, McAfee. If you just said to McAfee, "Hey, off the record, what do you think of this guy?" I think he would over a couple cocktails. I think McAfee would say he's a lunatic, but 
Look at our show. He's single-handedly well, getting us millions more dollars dare, from our next FanDuel you know, partnership. Dare I say that he is the McAfee as Trump was the Fox? Yeah, I mean, you probably. I mean, let's just, just write it. Let's write, write it. it out. Yep. <laughs> like if we got like if Kirk Cousins decided to come on this on, on PD and said, you know what? I'm going to come on once a week and I'm going to air yeah, we should, it we out. We should get him on. We've never. And I'm going to air it out. We, we've would, never really would we say we think you're a fraud or would we or or would we say coming up tomorrow? You're going to want to make sure to hear Kirk Cousins. We would do the latter. Yeah, we, I know we, we would. Yeah. If we're human. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. It's time now for a random Viking of the week here on Purple Daily. We apologize for missing last week. Schedules and breaking news. It was my fault. We could have done it, and I ixnate it. Oh, yeah. You weren't in the headspace to do it. I took some heat. I've taken some heat since then. I'm not in the headspace to do it. I'd like to apologize. I made a mistake. So all time, Judd has a 46 to 28 lead on Declan and myself. We alternate every other week going against Judd. It's my turn to throw out clues this week. So it'll be Declan versus Judd. I'll give you a series of clues. You can shout out answers anytime you want. You get up to three incorrect guesses. You can ask me questions. I can refuse to answer if I want to. All right. Uh, some previous recent random Vikings, Dwayne Rudd, Christian Ponder, Thomas DePay, Herschel Walker, Chad Beebe, and Robert Griffith. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Go. This random Viking of the week hails originally from Sacramento, California. Sack Sack down. down. (laughs) Clones. This random Viking of the week, his senior year in high school, he rushed for 3,125 yards, 53 touchdowns, and had seven additional receiving touchdowns. Wow. 60 touchdowns his senior year of high school. And on defense that same year, he had 74 tackles as a two-way player. All right. I got a feeling this guy did not end up as a running back. Well, because I'm being too obvious if I were to give you that clue right away. Yeah. Let's see. This random Viking of the Week also established career marks in high school with 6,178 yards rushing and 99 rushing touchdowns. That was his whole career. I don't have I don't have the list in front of me. Um, and I don't think we've done this, guy. So I am going to take an early guess. Whoa, okay. Because I think this guy was from California. I don't know if it was from Sacktown. Toby Gerhardt. We've done Toby Gerhardt, I think. I believe we've done. Yeah, we have done Toby Gerhardt. Declan got it correct. I got the list, and then I lost it. So we did do Toby. Uh, Judd, you're down one guess here. I'm flying by the seat of my pants right now. This random Viking of the Week. uh, His son, actually, recently received college football scholarship offers from BYU, Oregon State, and Utah. Okay. But... Decided to commit to Sacramento State instead. I don't know why. I don't know why you would go to Sacramento. I mean, I I guess I kind of know why. You know? Yeah. Sacramento. It's home, family, right? But you can go play at Utah. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting decision. This random Viking of the week was a fourth round pick in the National Football League. Five ten, two hundred fourteen pounds, listed weight. 
After his NFL career finished up, this random Viking of the Week tried his hand in the Canadian Football League as well. Unfortunately, when reporting to Winnipeg to play for the Blue Bombers, he was supposed to report to Winnipeg Blue Bombers training camp. He shut up 20 pounds over his NFL playing weight and then suffered a foot injury on the first day of practice. Heck of a way to introduce yourself to your uh, to your CFL friends. He had one NFL coach, Mike Tice. He actually had a two-week stretch in the NFL where he logged 341 yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns. I was gonna, I just gonna guess that, and but then that last clue, I stopped because I'm like, so wait, read, can you please read? Can you repeat the last clue? Yes. His best two-week stretch in the NFL, so back-to-back games combined. 341 yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns. Ontario Smith. Oh! Yes. The steal of the draft. Damn it. A man who was once caught and arrested for that. having a whizinator. <laughs> nice job, a pro- That's right, a prosthetic that. dinghy. Damn it. In his carry-on bag. Oh, I should have got that. Congratulations to Declan. Good, jo- good job, Declan. Ontario Smith, a legendary Sacramento area high school yeah. and college football player. Wow. And now his son is following. Clue. In those I didn't know his son was playing football. I hope he's yeah, I think his, his son around. might be a defensive player. but uh, I hope Ontario's turned his life around because um, he was. He had some major substance, ab- yeah, substance abuse issues and stuff. So there it is. All right. We should, uh, we should probably let Dex post this because breaking news comes fast and furious, but mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. your purple day. By the way, um, if you guys. If if there's any business owners out there, we do have some openings here this spring for advertising partners on Purple Daily. So if you'd like to partner with us, we'd love to help direct audience to your potentially awesome business. If you're interested in a discussion, just send me an email, pmackey, P-M-A-C-K-E-Y, at scorenorth.com. And uh, we can uh, get you some more information. We can kick it around a little bit. All right, dudes, that's a wrap. On this episode of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, Phil, Judd, Declan. We'll either be back later today if we get some Harrison Smith news uh, and or tomorrow for a Feedback Friday. See you.